Drive Time Lincoln is sponsored by Barry Law Firm. If you've been injured in an accident, Barry Law will add firepower to your fight. Visit BarryLawFirm.com to learn more. He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL team and U.S. Special Operations. He's served around the globe and now at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol. Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, here we go. It is Wednesday, um, November 10th. It is, uh, what, Mask Siege 77? I mean, i got to be honest here in Lincoln. It's getting hard to keep count. Uh, but Detainee 722, who's producing the show, does keep count. It's 77, right? 78. Oh, 78. Okay, well, uh, Detainee 722 is on the uh, producing board. I am still Detainee 3101. Uh, we still are the only county in a mass mandate. And to heck with that, because I am Commander Jack Riggins. And I always enjoy when Steve Sipple from the Journal Star comes in. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me, Jack. This is yeah. this is the third time <laughs> uh, we've done this, and it's enjoyable as all get out. So thank you. I'm well, honored. Well, you're welcome. You're the commander. Yeah. Well, I think people maybe think uh, you and I, okay, we pre-plan this to a degree. And I mean, no. obviously we do in the sense of, hey, do you want to come on the show? But what we just realized is every time, and it's usually been about two weeks out when uh, Steve has agreed to come on. In that two week, we think, well, we could kind of, you know, bat this topic back and forth. There's been something major that happened generally right around football. Yeah. And, you know, first it was AD switcheroo. Yeah. Then it became lost to nobody that we should lose to. Right. Scared everybody. Yeah. And then this week we were actually going to discuss kind of post Purdue questions yes. uh, that were in the media about the press conference talking about motivation to players and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess while, and that's why you were going to come in. Yeah. And I guess while that is still relevant a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, another bomb has gone off down at one memorial. Yeah. And I know that you and the press have been all over it. Probably, you know, one of the bigger stories. That's uh, pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's also my guess is also though it has a lot of fans with just a lot of questions. Yeah, heads are spinning a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I it's a lot to. It's a lot to take in, um, both on a macro and micro level. Um, you know, I, let's put it, I guess one way to put it in perspective is the last time this has really happened at this level was 2002. I mean, you got to go back to when Frank overhauled his, Frank Solich overhauled his staff. I, I wonder if people remember even, it was after the, after they finished seven and seven in 2002, Dan and Milt. Dan Young um, and Mel Teniper, well, rest in peace, both of them. They they retired, and then um, Frank parted ways with four other guys, made six changes on his staff. And by the way, the next season in 2003 won 10 games. Frank won nine, was fired in the regular season, after the regular season, and then they went on to win the Alamo Bowl. So there's an example, Jack, of a, a major overhaul. Three offensive coaches, three defensive coaches that pay, that worked. They, I mean, it worked to the tune of ten wins. So that was the last time it, it, it was this big. Sure. You know? so, in that... In that, in that uh, a major overhaul. Yeah, in that many numbers. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is, <clears throat> one of the things... 
that strikes me for the, I guess, the fan base when I think of it, and obviously I'm a fan. Uh, yes, what strikes you, Jack? Well, that are uh, maybe kind of in panic mode over this. Yeah. Is A, that case, and B, you know, the case of Solich and, and turn it around. Because you're like, oh, God, it's all falling apart. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Exactly. And the other one would be is, is if you take your optic out and really do your research around college football, there is a lot of high-level programs, top 25 teams, uh, specifically if you want to point to the king, Alabama, who rotates coaches faster than anybody Seriously, mm-hmm. Alabama, if you go back over the last decade and mm-hmm. just start flipping coins, that's how fast they're bringing in OCs, DCs, yeah. special teams, yeah. coaches. Yeah, yep. And, and you point. know, they stop in, they go to the next place, or they're, uh, in the case of uh, Sarkeesian, literally they're recovering, and then boom. Uh, so I think that <laughs> the nature of, you know, being able to bring in competent people, which is certainly can help your culture, can hurt your culture. Um, but as far as the X's and O's and things like that, yeah, you shouldn't need to ever feel as a fan like, oh, well, my team's going to have a down year. You know, just because there's been some movement. Actually, what I would tell you is if you're not playing so well, you should actually expect really good things right away. When, when you when you transfer an entire staff, I get it. Yeah. Right? But when you're making plugs and plays, um, we're here for this reason because the offense didn't perform over multiple years. So the goal, clearly, is let's get the offense to perform at a level um, that we're out of these one-score games. Exact, it's yeah, that's what Scott said. I mean, so, Scott addressed you know, it today. I, to be honest, and again, modern college football versus old college football, I, Four is a lot of folks, yeah, but honestly, I think it's decently normal. It's just not normal when you look at Nebraska all by itself. You know, four might be a little much, yeah, but not in this situation. You're not performing, right? Right. I mean, well, Scott addressed, and he had. A, I mean, today he had his. He made his first public comments um, since the since the firings occur were announced on Monday. And he explained it pretty well. He said, you know, if you're doing something over and over and not getting a desired result, you gotta you gotta try something else. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a matter of uh, fresh, oh, fresher opinion, fresh voices, fresh opinions. Um, you know, that, that sounds almost boilerplate for him, but whatever. He, there's some truth to it too. But he did explain himself, and I think I think it makes sense to people, and I think it makes sense from the standpoint that you alluded to. They're three and seven. It's a strange conversation, though, Jack, because they are 16th nationally in total offense. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. They're 53rd nationally in scoring, though. Yeah, well, that's like telling me, an avid golfer, right, that, um, hey, I hit 18 fairways and, you know, 18 greens. Ideally, you'd say, what'd you shoot? It's right around par. Yeah. And then the guy says, well, I shot 85. Right. And I had, you know, 15 three putts. Right. So then you'd say, exactly. so you're not a good golfer. Right. Right. Because you're not. Right. Because it's a game of no, score. No, you're right. I don't want to get into statistical analysis. No, but I mean, I get... No, but I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying, though. I mean... It's a, again, it's a little nuanced. But again, to fan that uh, is maybe a little worried, I think there's you can open the optic and you can go, okay, I get it. Like, you know, two sides of the car, two two wheels are a little flat blown out, we're just going to change the wheels, and we're mm-hmm. going to keep going. And clearly you expect improvement, as you do every year, and that hasn't been happening, so you can expect it. Now, on the flip side, the fan that is like, oh, my God, you know, we've got another year with Coach Frost, <laughs> yeah. right? 
So, you know, they're now seeing, you know, defensive improvement, certainly enough uh, to compete. Not The defense sure. has not, uh, again, the defense hasn't shown, it's shown improvement over the years. It's it, If it was a defensive alone thing, uh, there'd be more wins. However, now you're going, well, are we just pushing the can down the road? I mean, and I don't know what the percentage of the fan base is, but there's certainly a good amount of fans that are like, oh, this is never going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, what in the world is going on down there? Now I just got to watch it for, is it one more year and then and then we get a higher? Well, uh, I mean, that's... It's kind of like it. COVID. You're just in one camp or the other, probably. I, right now, it is. <laughs> now, that, now, I would say this about that particular part of the discussion. If Trev Alberts sized it up that way... It would make, in my way of thinking, it would make sense to bring Scott back. If you size it up that way, if the fan base is pretty split, which it seems to be to me, then it makes sense to bring him back to me. Because if you fire him now, half your fan base or more is going to be really upset. Then there's there's residual impact there. there's, There's various forms of impact. But if you let him go another year... And and let's see what happens. Hopefully, I think most people would 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 hope that this works. If it doesn't, though, then you said, well, you know what? We gave him five years. Yes. And then I don't think the fan base is split anymore. Correct. So from that standpoint, it make that 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 part makes sense to me. Well, I think also I I you understand that a hundred percent because okay. uh, I do want to quote unquote. Uh, talk because you would be the only person to verify it but i did say before all of this that Mm -hmm. you know if i was looking at it and it was put on my lap i would retain him for a year yes you did say that. i did say that before this um before it came out before it came out and i've kind of been thinking about it as a fan as a guy that watches and ho-hum this why did you say that well similar part of it is is because it goes back to the history which i think trev probably pays attention to around here which is, um, let's take the Frank case, you know, that just didn't go down well in general. It did not. At all. No, it was. Um, it had long-term and I, damaging and I, effects. And, and, and granted, folks, you, you have to understand, I did start my consulting uh, work under Bo Pelini. So, yes, there's a relationship there. So I try to be as unemotional as I can be, right, for a group of coaches and kids from that generation that I know pretty well. But that also didn't go down very well, no matter how we've written about it. Um, certainly there were plenty of people that wanted him to go, but there were also plenty that didn't. And there and, were plenty of people that recognized the situation was really awkward with, exactly, his, bo- with his boss. With his boss. Sean Eichler. So it was a different situation, so to speak, than Frank. But nonetheless, the net, when it was all said and done on Nebraska, was a negative. That has nothing to do with Coach Pelini in football. It's just the Eichhorst era, the this, the that. You know, it it wasn't a good transition either of those. And so you look at that and you say to yourself, especially if you live in Lincoln, especially if you're diehard Husker, you know, is that the only way that you move through coaches and move on? And the answer is no, that's not the only way. Trev Alberts has come up with another way mm-hmm. to say, well, I'm a new AD. Mm-hmm. And you can see, um, and I'm sorry for folks that will say, well, there's been no progress. There is progress. There's, you can see progress in areas of Scott Frost's program. Mm-hmm. You absolutely can. Yeah. A couple of field goals we're talking right now, and we're probably not having this conversation in right. a couple of games. Yeah. Um, 
But nonetheless, it didn't happen. So you can't see progress. The answer is, is that enough to be a stalwart program in the Big Ten West? Well, I don't think we're there yet. But do you just cash it in on the guy? The other thing I'll say <laughs> that factored into my decision yeah. was something that I, I wasn't aware of the Frank situation. I don't think money was an issue. Uh, in both situation, it was more emotional on both sides. But to me, there's a money issue in this one, meaning uh, Bill Moose bet the farm on this coaching staff, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And, it was a big money issue. And, and we're very aware of it as a fan base. And so uh, I thought, you know, you've invested. Let's, let's get to the finality of it. Mm-hmm. And then we know. And I didn't calculate in what you said, but I think that's really good. You put some accountability on mm-hmm. by, hey, you've got a year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the change has been made. Uh, we don't know who we've got yet. But the other part is, is then we know for sure. And and I think then that's... we know for sure, right. And that's more tenable to everybody in the situation. Yeah, that matters. And I, I would hope that Scott Frost would say, at the end, good or bad, right? I hope one day he's able to say, you know, back in year five, <laughs> right, we got it going. Mm-hmm. And 15 years from now, he says that was a real good time. At the same time, if it doesn't go, I hope he realized he got a fair shot. Yeah, they, another reason I think that people would understand at least him being brought back is just the whole picture of Alberts and Frost working yeah. together. So they, they clearly, from Trev's comments this week and then on Monday, um, and then Scott's comments today, they work well together. Yeah. Now that, to me, is significant, and to you, I'm sure, for obvious reasons. We saw staffs at Nebraska, Frank Solich and Steve Peterson, had zero relationship. Mm-hmm. And I thought it made it untenable for Frank. Right. And then the same with Bo and Sean Eichhorst. In those cases, those ADs were brought here to fire. Mm -hmm. Those head coaches, I hope people understand, were well aware of that. Yes. And And it made the situations untenable, I thought. They, I mean, untenable, meaning well, Frank I mean, Solich had to win 11 games to be retained. And he wasn't retained because they wanted him retained. He was just retained because you couldn't fire him because of 11 games. No, what I'm saying, he didn't come up with that. But in 2003, he knew that nine wasn't going to be enough. Right. Now, think about that in the context of what we're talking about right. now. Okay, same with Bo. He knew. Yeah. Those coaches knew in 2013 and 2014 that we better win nine no matter what and probably 10 or 11. Yeah. So it's a much different situation now because you have a head coach, iconic, legend, pro in the program, and then an AD who's the same. And it's a pretty nice picture right now. And I think that I, I know it's appealing to a lot of people because I've written about it and I heard a lot of feedback. A lot of people like that. They yeah. like that, 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 that mental image or the, the physical image of those guys leading the program. So I think I want to see what that works, looks well, like for a year. Well, there's stability there if they're working together. And I would hope that both are professional enough to understand, hey, when we turn over every stone, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And that's why Trev's the athletic director and chose that line of work over a football coach who knows I got to perform or I move to another place. Yeah. And I might be, in a sense, demoted to a coordinator somewhere, a quarterback coach somewhere. I mean, that happens in that profession. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I, and I, again, I think the fact that Trev is taking an interest, as as we've read about, I think that, like meeting with Scott. Yeah, every said, Sunday. I think that that is a healthy thing oh, yeah. for mentorship, for venting, yeah. for frustrations. And you're absolutely right. I mean, think. To everyone out there, if you had to go to your job every day, as Frank Solich and Bo Pelini did, 
and know that, you know, if I don't make a million dollar sale today, which is damn near impossible, mm-hmm. I'm going to be fired. Right. Right. And it's not just you. It'd be your entire staff. People under you. Every, and that's Support the thing staff. people don't realize right. is... I'm talking your whole department will be gone. And so there, there is that aspect to it that these coaches carry that burden as oh, well. Oh, Bo Pelini, I swear to God, I knew, you know, I know Bo, yeah, knew Bo you do. very well. And I don't think the stress was his own personal situation. It was because he knew all those people worked under him. Yeah. And that really put stress on Bo. He's yeah, that I mean, type of guy. And I think that, I think that coach, coaches feel that. So in the end, I think it is the best decision, and that's why I said it, because there's money involved now, there's time, there's a new AD who's willing to be involved with that head coach. I'm sorry, Bill Moose wasn't going to be like Trev Alberts is with his relationship with Frost. I, I hope people understand that. And, and I hope people I'm understand. not throwing Bill Moose under no, the bus. I'm just different. saying it it's was different. different. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity uh, for Scott Frost to have a, a peer mentor, yeah. to have a peer just to bounce things off yeah. of. And they both share the common interest and, I think, vision of the program right. to be a winner. So, you know, now how do we get there? We're going to get another different version with new hires. Yeah, we're going to get an 1,499.3. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1,499.3 KLIN. Hey, uh, Wednesday. Uh, we're on with Steve Sippel. Whatever Wednesday was actually yesterday, talkative Tuesday. Uh, we will take callers in the second segment. Uh, we're just kind of catching up, you know, talking maybe a little deeper. I'm sure there's been articles and different stuff as the news comes in with the football adjustments. Um, a lot of articles, Jack. Well, a lot of articles. You guys have out, been out there talking. I, like I said, I thought it was interesting that Jay Moore said on Big Red Wrap-Up, which I think was very fair. You know, would Scott Frost be the Husker coach if he wasn't from the family? And Jay Moore said no. Well, no, no. Trev Alberts said no, too. And, okay, so Trev Essentially, Alberts. essentially. He said, the way Trev put it, Jack, was really eloquent. He said, on our desk at Nebraska, we have nameplates, and one of the tenants on the nameplates is loyalty. Right. And, yeah, he said Scott is a brother. Brother in the, in the sense that they both played in the same program. Um, you know, there, and Scott is, you know, they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're brothers that way. Yeah. So he said, if all, all things being equal, as he, when he considers a coach, that, that person with Nebraska ties, who's a Nebraskan like Scott, is probably going to get the nod. And I think actually that's really great leadership that Trev addressed it. Doesn't bother me. Any. And I don't, I also don't think that, uh, myself, any fan or guys like Jay more inside of the Husker fraternity would say that because it's just the dynamic that's in play here. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I, again, I have said, I think given all the situations, uh, there's development that can be done clearly and it's, it's, it's right to give them another year. I mean, that's exactly what I would have done with everything I'm aware of. I would have said, let's roll this one more year. Right. I don't complain about because of what I said off air. I'm really interested in next year. I love it from a journalist's perspective next year because there's so much urgency attached. He has to win. Every game will be incredibly important. Yeah. Incredibly important. Well, we like those years. Call yeah, lines I don't mind will be it. open. Call lines mind. will be open uh, next segment. Got some texts already in. We'll answer those. Uh, so call in 1499.3. 
Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Law Firm on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Uh, you're commenting that Fred Hoiberg wants a bigger number. Well, actually, if the other team has 60, That'd be okay. he'll be okay with that. He wants generally speaking, he, want, he, he, wants, he doesn't want to be in the 60s. Yeah, he wants the W exactly yeah, yeah. before. Okay, uh, we're talking Husker. We'll take callers. Uh, 402-479-1400, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline. We have Steve Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star. And I have to say, these are probably some of the most busy, craziest times because, yes, you're covering football and sports, but you're also covering a lot of personnel management, a lot of how decisions got made, um, and everybody's trying to figure out. But, you know, Trev Alberts has, uh, I think, been very clear about kind of the process. Oh, so yeah, he's, he was really transparent. We sat down with him, Parker, Gabriel, and myself, from the Lincoln Journal Star and Sam McEwen and Evan Bland of the of the World Herald, we sat with Trev in his office on Monday, and he yeah he was really transparent yeah um, and answered all the all the questions, gave us all the time we needed yeah um, so yeah I mean we well, we understand and, and, I I think people understand where it's at right yeah now. and I think your uh, optic you know of of both of those people wanting what's best for the football program and the university and just the state I I do think that that's important and. I'm glad it's in the calculus. One of the texters was asking; they'd heard on a pregame show that mm-hmm. you know, as long as Tom Osborne is here and alive, you know, Scott Frost will be the coach. Um, what are your thoughts on that? A little bit, I, real quick. I, there's no doubt that he pays attention. I mean, he, both are former. He's very, players. he's very interested in what's going on, right? And there's, uh, you know, there's two former players and things like that. Um, but I, I don't think Tom would be comfortable with that sort of influence. Right. I don't think Tom himself would be comfortable. Yeah. So I would not, I don't think that's a factor in the discussion. I mean, I think obviously Tom wants to see Scott succeed, but he's not going to involve himself to that level. And I would he s- wouldn't do that to Trev, I don't think. He wouldn't step in yeah. and try to exert his influence. I, I know, I've know i known Tom for 30 years. I just don't believe he'd do that. i I think that's a fair assessment. I certainly do. You think ar- it's fair, Jay? Well, I, I've been around him a little bit, not like you, not like mm-hmm. any of his players. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I certainly was uh, consulting with John Cook and Bo when he was the AD, and always very gracious, stoic. I don't say stoic about too many people. Well, he's, on he's this planet, hotly competitive, but in well, yes, but but he's not. He's fair though, right? Would and, that be fair to Trev Alberts for him to do that? I think I think that is right. Now, will I he, don't think it would. Will be he fair. communicate? Will he talk with either party for development and guidance? Of course, I think any of us, no matter what age, if somebody comes to us, we would do that. But, uh, the, di- the, but difference at the same is, time, is is I don't think he's going to force his will or thoughts right. into either party. Um, Without a doubt. I mean, you watch the guy, he wasn't going to tell the head football coach they need to run this or they need to run that. That's just not in his demeanor. He has more Mm -hmm. honor than that, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that's kind of in the factor. I think if I was a former player, certainly head coach or AD, like, yeah, I'd pick his brain. Yeah, there's Um, a difference between Trev picking his brain and Tom exerting it. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, I don't think Tom Osborne uh, would have that influence. I don't think so. Just not in his character. Fair enough. Uh, We were talking about... uh, potential hires and it going quickly and if you know one more year if it doesn't work out then it's pretty clear it's not going to work uh but at the same time there is precedence that you can hire folks and you mentioned frank you know rolling through six and bo Pelini getting the defense going in o2 I mean, in o2 i'm sorry yeah in o2 remember nebraska was seven and seven uh, it it it, it it got really rough early in that season when they lost to Iowa State, and then, then you know they lost in Shreveport in the bowl game, and he 
and well, actually, Frank made the changes on his staff before the bowl game. But yeah, he, what I was saying about Bo is, think about it, Jack. In 2002, they struggled defensively. In 2003, they flourished defensively in, mm-hmm. with a snap of the finger. It was Bo. They brought in Bo, Jimmy Williams, and Marvin Sanders. Right. And it got better quickly. It got better in the first game of the 2003 season when they held 24th-ranked Oklahoma State to seven points. And people were all already like, oh, gosh, yeah, we have something here. Now, could that happen with Scott and an offensive coordinator? Of course it could. Sure. You get the right guy, it can flip pretty fast. Yeah. They have decent talent in the program. Now, I think it's imperative that you, you, you get an offensive coordinator in here whose system matches that. It's, it fits the talent. Sure. And that's, that, to me, is maybe the biggest, the most critical factor. Yeah. When you're talking about what kind of offense they're going to run, et cetera, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. I just know that it better fit the personnel. Yeah. Quickly. Do you think that uh, do you think Joe Husker fan maybe even the AD do you think if they make a bowl they just win six games next year um, it, what? is it is it going to be is that the, enough Yeah, is that enough or is it is it the way they win six games? <laughs> so really, you good know, because question. people around here, I don't here think the stand. I think look it, at numbers like that. I know. I think okay. I mean, some of it depends on how they finish this season. So that's a factor in that okay, discussion. Okay. What if they finish three and nine? Then. Go six and six. People are going to say, "Well, that's discernible progress, record-wise." Right. I tend to think it needs to be better than six and six. Yeah, I don't. I, I kind of hate to put a number on it too, because my, my fans. Because if we all just judge records, right? You wouldn't. I agree. You wouldn't need to go to AD school then, right? right. If we just said six and six, he's gone. Seven right. and five, right. he's back. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's more complicated than yeah, that. But that you know, people are going to be asking those questions a lot as we. What get is the expectation? Yeah, that's well, what you're getting. I'll, at. I'll tell you what my expectation what is. is. I have always said this, and and I do believe that there is parity in college football. I, I do not believe that the '90s and you know complete uh, crazy dynasties should be the the benchmark. Okay, that's not what I believe. I believe you can get there, but the first step, and the step that I think Nebraska should always be at in football, is in these last two weeks, so when we get to this first week of November, as a fan, I should reasonably expect that we are still in the Big Ten West title hunt. Oh, really? Next year? No. When we get there. I'm not saying next year, because we've dipped. So, I'm going to go from... I'm sorry. I'm going to go from... When we were winning nine, ten games a year, okay. roughly, okay. we are in the conversation for our division as an organization every year. That's kind of oh. the standard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And we have significantly dropped from that through the Mike Riley era and through the Scott Frost era, meaning sustained. Some people aren't going to say excellence, but I'm going to say in college football in the Big Ten, if you're playing for your division side title every year, those last two weeks, you've done a lot of things right. A lot. Um, and some That's people, what you expect. Yeah. Did you expect that as soon as next year? I don't. Okay. Not with what I've seen from this <laughs> That's going to be a hard sell to some people. Well, I, I, unfortunately, if the Frank Solich, Bo Pelini type defense thing goes like that, then maybe, but I'm not going to put that on this team right now, given the last four years and what just happened. I would say you're more patient than most. Yeah, well, I've also seen, here, been part of, 
all the dynamics in the Pelini area and mm-hmm. the lack of AD support. Uh, the Frank Solich was not a way to do it. And now we're taking an approach of growth and learning and trying to turn it around for the long haul. Because right. I do think Nebraskans want that. And frankly, oh, yes. I don't think that Nebraska uh, is a place. I said this when they hired Scott Frost or whatever, is that it's a longer glide slope than people believe. Right. But so, I wouldn't have used the same examples they've given over the years. See, like, culture was terrible. Uh, we got to rebuild this whole thing. I wouldn't have used those as the reason. It's just the way college football is today. Okay, go and back. So, right, go back to now, what we hey, said. Hey, two about, years from now, three years from now, yeah. I do expect us right, to be in Go back to what we said about the fan base split. A lot of it comes down to this. You have, and I have, I shared this view with you. We have a long view. Mm-hmm. I have. I take a long view on this, and I am... I am patient like you. I don't take a short view. It's not, I don't take this, you know, they have to win a certain number of games next year. I'm, it's a broader conversation than that. It's just, it's hard to sell that to people, especially in this day and age. Well, I'm going to tell you the way you sell it to people. Okay. Wow. It's, it really stinks. You, you stink for a very long, prolonged time. And then it's not a hard sell. And fans have to realize. We're not a good football team right now, in totality. Mm-hmm. There are good things, there are bad things. But program-wise, we have been going backwards through two eras. Mm-hmm. And are I, you seeing enough? The, 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 now, the thing that the people want about, are you seeing enough progress? You are, apparently. You're seeing enough progress in the meantime. As the program's growing in the meantime, are you seeing enough discernible progress? You apparently are. I am. I, I am in certain areas. Defense without a doubt. Um, to be honest, easy fixes. Um, and if you're on the football staff and you're listening, take it from Joe Fan. Give scholarships to kickers and punters and long snappers. Yes. Okay? Yeah. It's cost you a lot of games. Right. And oh, by the way, however many you're giving out, many of those guys that you gave one out to never panned out a wide receiver or transferred. Right. You can afford they, three scholarships uh-huh. for those key positions. They tried to game the system a little bit. Yeah, they might have. And yeah. but, but my point is, that's an easy fix, Sip. Yep. That's an easy fix. Done. Right. You can make good kicker, good punter, good long snapper happen year after year with three scholarships mm-hmm. every year. Pretty much. And in two years, you can have depth in that position. Right. Okay, that's that will help tremendously. Yeah, that's, okay. That's and, and I Offense, think that Scott had to learn that. Probably. I think he had to learn that. Offensively, well, the changes are being made at some level. I mean, We're in f- the end of the day, offense has stalled and not been that kind of crazy flair Oregon thing. Yeah. And I think you've learned from it. So, I think so. whether whether uh, they're there next year, yeah, they they should get to a bowl game. If I see this three something and you don't go out and fight against Wisconsin and Iowa it factors in but no i expect them and and i want to be clear on this who's in the big 10 west hunt right now Wisconsin Minnesota Iowa Purdue exactly so when i say in the hunt but, with yeah. 2 weeks to go you're still yeah. fighting and in a conversation it's usually not you versus Oklahoma That's or you point, versus Colorado Jack. That's a good point it's good point. you're in the upper tier yeah folks we consistently have been bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. in the Big Ten West mm-hmm. so you have to accept the reality of where we are mm-hmm. and get there once you become mm-hmm. which we can quickly oh my god think about this folks we can quickly become the Iowa the Wisconsin Purdue, we should leapfrog Purdue in oh, two be years. Be careful with that. No, no, I'm not saying Purdue's a bad program. That. No, I mean, I, I, don't, okay. I give them more respect. Okay, that. give them more respect than they that. Have better, they have, their facilities right now are better than Nebraska's. Okay. 
Fair enough. You're the reporter. You're yeah. out there covering yeah. sports. I'll give you that. But my point is, we should be in that two-week conversation of, we don't know who's going to win the West yet, every year. I agree. And I say we got to be point. there in two years. It's a great point. You know? And now, now, why I say that about Purdue facilities, look at their coach. They're, pay, they're paying their coach $6 million, five and a half yeah. million, whatever they're paying. They have money. I mean, they have just that, That's Nebraska fan hubris in me saying that. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to tell everybody I, to I, avoid. I don't think people understand. Right, because I just said I do believe in parity, right. but I still right. hold old grudges. Yeah. You know, like, you. oh, we're Nebraska. Yeah, don't say, don't no, you're right. say on one hand you believe in parity no, and I do. dismiss a program like you're that. You're right. Because yeah. who's throttled us? Right. And, uh, and to be honest, I really love the way they do it. Yeah. They do they have a little a, short they passing have a big game. time coach. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's terrible. I said that my son is probably at home right now. And he's like, but dad, you were just, you were totally loving up their offense. And I was because mm-hmm. they play to what they have. Yep, they do. And they throw those little short passes and they yep. kind of open up their run game and, yep. uh, and it works. Yeah. They have a very strong offensive mind. So what, are, <laughs> when can we expect to know something? Uh, because when we get an okay. OC, um, we're going to have an idea of a type of offense. And do you expect the offense to literally change? Yes, I do. Um, as far as when this is all going to go down, I mean, I think you watch pretty close. November 28th. Okay, so Nebraska ends the season November 26th against Iowa. The coaches have a critical recruiting period that begins November 28th and lasts approximately two weeks until leading up to this, the early signing date, December 15th. you you got to have things in place pretty quick okay. because of that and because the transfer portal is players are... There's going to be movement coming up within the next couple weeks. Yeah. This is going to move fast. It's going to move... Scott it's has gonna to It's going to move fast. fast, but I'll still suggest we all look at the long game a little bit, and I think that's the game we're playing, and that's okay. Hey, we're on with Steve Sipple, 1499.3. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins, powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're finishing up today with Steve Simple from the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, before we kind of get to him for closing thoughts, uh, let me talk to you about Barry Lawfer. I've uh, been in practice since 1965. Absolutely region's best, maybe even the nation's best in, in veterans affairs and veterans law. Uh, Talk about experience, uh, 240 combined years of practicing in those dynamics. Uh, a team of warriors, lots of veterans, and importantly, just as a group, they believe in the Constitution of the United States and individual rights. So they want to help you win your case. They want to help you fight back. Uh, we oftentimes, as, as regular folks, we, we just don't know these dynamics, whether it be criminal defense, personal injury, or military law. So call them at 402-486-8444. Steve Simple, another week where we have you in here just to talk in general, but mm-hmm. then we got, I don't want to call it drama, just changes, big news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's, that's a better way where, to Where are we going to go from here? We're going to get a hire, four of them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is Ron Brown going to be the running backs coach? Yes, for now. Yeah, uh, for yeah, now. He's a, he would be the interim running backs coach. Um, then Frank Verducci will handle the offensive line, a, a fellow named Steve or uh, his last name is Kazano. Not sure of the first name. Handles the receivers, um, and the quarterbacks. A, a, a fellow named Steve Cooper. Okay, that worked under Mario. So they have. It's. I, I've had people text me and say, "Well, so they won't have any coaches." Coaches? Oh, no, they, have, no, they have plenty of coaches. Yeah. The, all all these programs have. A I'm going to be honest. I think football staffs have doubled. I'm dead serious Not about doubled. people around 
just in my time, which has only been about eight years out of football. Right. These it's are not, crazy. Yeah, I mean, there's ten full-time assistants, and the, the guys we're talking about don't fall under that category if they're still staff members. Steve, thanks for coming on. Hey, Jack. Commander, it is an honor. I appreciate you having me. Um, to my texter, I'll tell you what. We don't have time to handle the Barry Alvarez question. Is he a ran? Is he a plant? What's going on? Is he a rat? I'll tell you what. Tomorrow on Veterans Day, I'll talk a little bit about just my own thoughts on Bel- Barry Alvarez, and we'll honor veterans. Oh, wow. Okay. Drive time, Lincoln, 1,499.3.